Aloha kako, ina kamaina, naho aloha, maina vayapo, ea no mako, kohana, konoya oko, pule mai, pule mai, e pule mai kako, e pule mai kako, pui pu kako, pule pu. Mahalo, you may be seated. Aloha kako, mana Christian Ohana. This morning's mele by Navahine Hilinai Yayesu is entitled Just a Closer Walk by Melvin Lead. As Isaiah 55 9 reminds us, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Walking close to our Lord daily assures us of his guidance, protection, and most of all, his unconditional love. Have a blessed day. Aloha.
Let me walk close to thee From Second Kings 14:11. Amaziah, however, aole ihoolohe. So Jehoash, king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Aole Ihoolohe would not listen. The books of Kings and Chronicles are filled with people who Aole Ihoolohe, to wiser people, let alone to Keakua. If Amaziah had listened to Jehoash, Judah would not have been routed by Israel. Our study notes say that only 20% of Israel and Judah's kings were true to their callings and followed Keakua. Disobedient kings were short-sighted and destructive. Obedient kings, though longer-sighted, spent their time correcting wrongs done by the rebellious before them. Worldwide political culture is as old as humanity. Leaders, honorable and dishonorable alike, never stand alone. They seek and are sought out by ambitious connivers 80% of the time. The remainder of the time, they seek and are sought out by those who would live in accord with and be obedient to Keakua. By praying God's will be done, the godly leader will be led and will lead others into righteousness. Thing is, now they are not, not among those of whom it is said they would not listen. Aole iho olohe. And aloha nui to you.
Well, aloha and good morning. Ranger here from Mana Christian Ohana to give you your Sunday morning message. Um, first of all, grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that all things may be well with you and you be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that we uh, still our minds and open our hearts to receive your word today and that it be of you and not of me, Father, that your spirit of power, love, and a sound mind be upon us all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, my lesson is from Second uh, Kings chapter 5, the healing of Naaman. And I'm just going to share with you what I went through when I read. This is one of my favorite uh, chapters in the Bible because I love the stories and they're so exciting. And um, they bring out all these little mini messages that God is, was sharing with me. You know, um, this time as we went through, it revealed so much more and so much more repeated themes in the Bible that he was confirming his word with me. Amen. So we start at the top. All right. Chapter uh, 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 1. Now Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier but he had leprosy. Okay, so right away, we looked at that the Lord is the one that raised up Naaman and used him as an instrument of judgment against his own people, right? And he made him well-known, not just with his master, but even in Israel. Israel knew about him, yeah? That he was this great uh, general, this soldier that... Uh, that was very powerful and his army was powerful. Yeah. And even though he was such a great soldier, he, he suffered from leprosy, <clears throat> a disease that could take him out. And when we see this leprosy and but he was still great. So it, it was probably um, in the early stages. And just as you know, we have uh you know, physical ailments, yeah? But we also have spiritual ailments too, you know, that only God can heal. See, in that time, yeah, leprosy was incurable. Only God could heal that. So <clears throat> um, as we go into the story, we'll see like uh, how God could heal even us. Even God healed our greed, our selfishness our self-centeredness, our self-righteousness, everything about ourselves, yeah? And, and that's what made, you know, because he was so great, Naaman was also a prideful man, yeah? But you know what? <clears throat> this lesson came out for me, like uh, when Jesus healed the man born blind from birth, yeah, and I'll just say just an excerpt from John 9, 3, B. Yeah, just like how Naaman had leprosy, Jesus says, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. 
See how God is using Naaman? Amen. So as we go on to verses two and three, now the bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel and she served Naaman's wife. Um, She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So right away, like, you know, the repeating themes, it was like Joseph that what that his brothers sold him to Egypt. Yeah. But he had the knowledge of God. Yeah. And he was being used by God to to show uh, to show Egypt how great God is. Yeah. And Daniel, who uh, <clears throat> was taken captives by the Babylonians, he brought the knowledge of God to them also. Yeah, he showed how how powerful God is. Remember when he's thrown in the in the den of lions? Oh my gosh! Uh, so you know what? In whatever circumstance, and this girl was only a servant. Yeah, in whatever circumstance, God can use you to to tell to tell others about Him. Yeah, and He wants you to do that. So let's look for opportunities. Yeah, this is a lesson for us. Let's look for opportunities to share the good news. Yeah, from Genesis 50, 20, uh, um, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Yeah, it's just a part, an excerpt from 50, 20. And, uh, and from Romans 10, 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed them? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And, and it goes on to saying, how beautiful of the, are the feet that should bring the good news. <laughs> Amen. So, <clears throat> you know, how can people know about God unless we share God with them? Amen. So <clears throat> verses four to six. So Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, the king of Aaron replied, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So they sent letters yet to announcing who they are and that they're legit, right? So Naaman left, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter, I'm sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Yeah, and he's going to find out that his money is not even, is no good. You can't pay for grace. Yeah. But what this lesson to me um, shared, it was like this gift of desperation that, you know what? And he would go, to his enemies to ask him for help. He was raiding these people and now he's asking them for help. <laughs> you know, there's a saying that, that that comes to mind, yeah? Be careful of the toes that you step on today for they might be connected to that booty that you may have to kiss tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. You know, <laughs> but the lesson from the Bible, yeah? You know, that woman with the issue of blood, you know, that she's, she spent all of her resources. She had nothing, but she heard about Jesus. 
Yeah, she heard about Jesus. Somebody shared to her that there's a healer. Yeah, and she pushed through the crowd and she said to herself, if I just touch his robe, I can be healed. So that gift of desperation that takes us, you know, when we hear the hope. Yeah, somebody brought that, that, uh, that light of hope to us as it was for this woman, so it can be for us. Amen. So 2 Kings 5, 7. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me? You know, he thought he was going to start a war. Or if you cannot heal this guy, then boom, I'm bringing my army, you know, straight into panic mode. <laughs> he tore his robes. <laughs> that was the sign of, you know, oh, no, panic, you know, sorrow, um, regret, re you know. Just uh, just the drama king, you know, the kings of Israel, they never sought God for help, even though they had the prophets, Elijah, Elisha, Micaiah, Micaiah. Yeah. The lesson for me is like, hey, no God, no peace. We got to get God. Yeah. No God, no peace. From Joel chapter two, verse 13, rend your heart not your garment, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. He doesn't want to hurt you. He takes no pleasure in hurting. He, he wants us to turn to him, return to the Lord your God. He is our God, yeah? The thing is, how do I react when I hear we don't when I hear bad news when I when I don't want to hear what I want to hear and that's why they never sought God because they never heard what they wanted to hear they wanted to hear victory yeah what they always heard is repentance return to the Lord turn from your wicked ways that's what they heard all the time from the prophets who were trying to turn them back to God. Rend your hearts, not your garment. Return to the Lord your God. Amen. Second Kings 8 to 10. Here we go. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes. Oh my gosh, drama. He sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha didn't go out and meet him. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan. And your flesh will be will be restored and you will be cleansed. So Elisha did not even go out and meet him. Yeah. He, you know, he wanted the king to know that hey, God was doing this, not me. Yeah. From Isaiah, this is this lesson for me. 
this repeated lesson from Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know? This is, uh, this is Elisha telling the king, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. Yeah, he's telling his own, you know, <clears throat> the king of Israel, whom God is the king, is the God of Israel. Yeah, knows about God. Reaffirm this message. He is my God. Yeah, and Elisha is telling Naaman, yeah, from Zechariah 4 to 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord Almighty. Yeah, that's why he didn't go out and meet him. Yeah, it, God's going to do this. Not me, God. Yeah. But here we go, 11 to 12. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. Wave his hand over the spot. Yeah, he was still in the early stages, remember. And cure me of my leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar River, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash and be cleansed? Couldn't I be washed in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. You know, remember, <clears throat> Naaman was a prideful man. You know, and if somebody's going to tell him to do something really small to have these big effects, you know, he's like, what? <laughs> no, we're not used to like God working in in his own ways. Yeah. Go wash in the Jordan River. Yeah. Not in that the big river of Abana. Go all the way home. You know what? Wash in the Jordan River. Yeah, I know it's a bit murky. I know, I know it's it's not as, as great as the Abana and the Farpar, but you will be healed, yeah? So we cannot let our, our pride, uh, our anger, you know, our, our, our own preconceived ideas, the things that we grew up with, yeah? Even, you know, like, even what we think is uh, the perfect ceremony. You know, I grew up uh, in religion, so, you know, the ceremony had to be just right and everybody had to do. And, you know, and God is a God of order. And I, I understand that. But I cannot be trapped. That's a trap. I cannot be trapped that it's got to be done that way because God can work anyway. Yeah. I cannot be like uh, trapped that he's got to say certain words for me to be healed. You know, I don't think uh, Jesus, Jesus said, be healed. Jesus said, get up and walk. You know, <laughs> he didn't say all these elaborate prayers. He was God. Hey, get up and walk and be healed. Be clean. Yeah. Be restored. You know, so, you know, when we act like this, we need grace. We need grace. And from James 4, 6 says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. 
So what Naaman needed was a humbling, and he got that uh, from Elisha, you know. And as we learn from here, from 13 and 14, it was the servants that kind of spoke uh, reason to him. Because, you know what, when we're angry, we cannot see the light of reason. Yeah, we won't be able to see past our own ideas. <laughs> they, told, they told me, a new idea can't be grafted onto a closed mind. Oh my gosh, here we need saving. But it's the servants that talk to him. So Naaman's servants from 13 and 14 went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? You know, like uh, Saul told David, go get for me 200 foreskins. Gross, but he did it, you know, and then he got a reward. So how much more than when he tells you wash and be cleaned? You know, <clears throat> Naaman's a great man. So everything he does has got to be great. But here he's, he's given something simple to do in it. I can't believe that if I just do that, I'm, I'm going to be healed. So anyway, he's like, okay, well, whatever. I'll, I'll go do it. You know, he might have been reluctant in the beginning. So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times. You, you know what? When I did something the first time, I felt kind of silly doing it. Yeah. And when I did it again, you know, I, you know, it's like, okay, it still feels silly. But, you know, as we keep repeating it. Yeah. And he says he did it seven times. As the man of God told him, his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. You know, so the lesson for me is like, who who's encouraging me? Who am I surrounding myself with? You know, because remember, bad company corrupts good character. That's what God says, you know, from Hebrews 12, 1, 1 a, we're just going to do a part of it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, the witnesses that tell us about God, let us throw off everything that hinders us. That's our pride and the sin that so easily entangles. So we need to cast off everything that's separating us from God. Yeah. And do the things that we need to do. Do it. You know, it's good that we hear it. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing, but we got to go beyond not just hearers of the word, but doers. Yeah. Like Samuel in 1522, he says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? Samuel says to obey them is better than sacrifice. To heed is better than the fat of rams. So humility, yeah, being humble makes us teachable, makes us receptive to a new idea, yeah, and gives us that spirit of willingness to do it, not just to hear, but do the action, yeah. You know, Jesus says, now that you know these things, you would be blessed if you do them. <laughs> Amen. Okay, wow, I love this story. Okay. 
15 to 16, then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, now I know. He went back to Elisha. Yeah. And he's, you know, with, with gratitude now, so grateful with gratitude. Now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. You know, he was so full with gratitude. Hey, take all this. I brought this for you, you know. But um, the prophet answered, as surely as the Lord lives whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. Now we know why Elisha never met him at the door and, and sent the messenger for him. Yeah. Even though Ur Naaman urged him, he refused. Yeah. <clears throat> he wanted to. He wanted to name and to know that, hey, you know what? God did this. What do I deserve? I didn't do a thing. I don't deserve nothing. Yeah. Grace saved you. Yeah. <clears throat> God's gift of grace saved you. And this is from Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. The gift of God. Yeah. Like last, like the last time I shared, you know, it's God himself. That is the gift, you know. And like anything, you know, when somebody gives you a gift, you don't ask them, well, how much does this cost? Yeah. No. Freely we have received. Jesus says, freely give. So we don't give back. We give through. Yeah. So by giving through Naaman and everybody around him knew that there is no other God except the God of Israel. Amen. And that's how God's word spread through you know, it's spreading through the world. Yeah. And here's the last, uh, one of the last lessons, not the last, but one of them. From 7 to 18, says, If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry, for your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other God but the Lord. Now that is a committed believer. Yeah. But may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Rimen to bow down and he is leaning on my arm and I have to bow there also. When I bow down in a temple of Rimen, may the Lord forgive your servant for this, you know, uh, rent your hearts, not your garment. Yeah, God wants our heart. And when we, we, when we believe that God is the only God for us, we don't have to worry about other people believing in what they want to believe. We can never force anybody to believe what they want to believe. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not here to convince them to believe what I believe. I'm here to lift up my God and show him 
I mean, show you what he's done for me. That is the best message. From 1 Corinthians chapter 8, 4b. And we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world. Yeah. And that there is no God but one. Yeah. When God becomes that for us, you know, we won't be infected anymore by other people's beliefs. Yeah. We want to be an influence on them. Amen. Second Kings 19a. Go in peace, Elisha said. So that last lesson is no God, no peace. Yeah. So actually the biggest lesson of this, uh, of this sermon is uh, when we meditate on the word, we draw closer to God. And God sends all these little mini messages and these little assurances and, and his message of love and, and that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you always. Yeah. And that, you know, he keeps wanting to reveal more and more of himself to us. Amen. You guys have a happy Aloha Sunday. Uh, please pray this prayer with me. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your way to the glory of your name. Amen. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Epulikako. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have another opportunity to come before you, Father to ask for forgiveness, to ask you to come in and cleanse us, Lord, so that our hearts would be right with you, Father, that you would forgive us of all our iniquities and our sins. And we cry out to you, Abba, Father, wash us white as snow by your precious blood. So, Father, as we partake of this bread, we represent your body, the bread of life. We ask, Father, that you would bless it and that we would make a new commitment to you today to love you more like the messenger Sarah today. To live the life in the living water that flows. We just praise you for who you are, Lord. And we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may partake. Then he took this cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. And 
for the forgiveness of their sins. Let us pray. Father, as we partake of this cup, let us never forget how powerful uh, this blood is, Lord, that you poured out for many. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy and grace. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may partake.
I'm surrounded either way it goes Should I rise or should I fall You are Too good to let me go Amen, you may be seated.